Hey y'all, it's Bailey McBride from Major League Fishing's Lines In Podcast. In this episode, I sat down with MLF pro Gary Klein at the General Tire World Championship to discuss the story of Major League Fishing being created in a hotel room years ago and what it's like to never have an occupation besides being a competitive angler. I hope you enjoy the show. This is Major League Fishing, Lines In. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Bailey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to to sit and to have a conversation with you. So I know you've been through the gauntlet of interviews this morning, <laughs> um, as we often are at our events. Um, and you've talked a lot about, you know, we talk a lot about you and Boyd and kind of the founding of Major League Fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wondering for our podcast listeners, if you could kind of tell us the story a little bit, um, you know, how did it first kind of come into your heads? What 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 happened in that hotel room of you planning it and oh, then exactly. getting contacted with, you know, Outdoor Channel? Well, and there really is a story behind it. Um, you know, first, the, the listeners have to understand that, you know, we're very passionate about fishing. And, you know, that's what has really led us to where we are today. Both Boyd has grown up fishing all of his life and me also. But also I have a background of competition and Boyd has a background of competition. In fact, I've never had another occupation other than competitive angling. I graduated high school in 1975 and my first year on the BASS circuit was 1979 and that's all I did was fish. Uh, I live it, I breathe it, and still to this day I'm, I'm pretty much a competitor. Uh, quite a few years, well, not really that long ago, five or six years ago, Boyd and I happened to be around each other. I started listening to some of the stuff Boyd had to say about, you know, his vision on the future. You know, we all sit around and talk about things. And it took me a while to really understand what Boyd was really trying to say. And I think it took me a while because I'm so conditioned to conventional competitive angling. You know, you pay an entry fee and you fish. It's the way it's been you know, for so many years. But then I started understanding what Boyd was really trying to say. And I thought, you know, this is really something I want to be a part of. And of course, anybody that follows the sport, you know, in the past, there's been a lot of projects um, that anglers have tried to put together. I've been a part of quite a few of them, you know, from the PAA to other things um, to try to enhance our part in the sport and actually uh, to create a sport. And one of the intriguing things that uh, that I had, the discussion with Boyd was the fact that bass fishing, in my opinion, has never been recognized as a true sport. It's uh, a hobby. You know, guys got money and we pay an entry fee to a third party and we go compete. And the third party, you know, pays us back what, what they do. That's the way fishing's always been. It's never been recognized as a sport. The more I talked to Boyd, the more I started to understand that Boyd is really trying to create a sport. And that was something I really wanted to be a part of. So I joined the team with Boyd and um, we actually rounded up a handful of other guys and they all bought into it. Um, they all gave us their um, their support. They gave us their time. Uh, they all invested some revenue uh, in the beginning of our project to get the thing funded, to get it started. But I don't think they had any idea what our vision really was. I mean, they did, but they didn't. Boyd and I lived it. Um, you know, I tell everybody that Boyd and I got married about six years ago. <laughs> we well, happy anniversary. Well, <laughs> You're yeah. at the World Championship. Really, yeah, this is pretty awesome. Uh, and the really cool thing is that Boyd and I actually qualified to be a part of this in our points rankings. 
So, you know, we earned our way here. We're a part of it. It would be really cool to see one of us win this championship. It means a lot to us. But to see where we are today versus where we were in the beginning is pretty awesome. But, you know, our and let me just say this, our vision is much grander than where we are today. And uh, I've been impressed that we are where we are. But it's like anything else in life. In order to get to where we are, we got here in a short period of time. It was because of, you know, obviously the thought turned into the idea. I created the concept. Everybody bought into it. We partnered with just great, great people. The Outdoor Channel, you, we couldn't ask for a better partnership because they understand our vision. And they have a desire to want to broaden it, too. They're proud of the fact that they have an original program. I mean, something that's truly original because we created it and they were part of that creation. But I want to take it a step further. I want Major League Fishing format to become the norm, um, just like in any other sport. You play on a field and the rules are pretty much the same, whether it's high school or Major League. And that's what I want to create with Major League Fishing. My end result is I would like to see Major League Fishing be played across the country. I mean, everybody, because that's one thing that I always get hammered on now is that, man, it would really be cool if we could find a way to qualify for the cup event or, man, we had regional events. So we're working on it. I mean, we have a lot of a lot of plans put together now, but the most important thing for us is to build it one step at a time. And we have to get our house in order first before we expand it. And that's what we've been working really hard on. And, and uh, the future is bright. We got a lot of really cool stuff that we continuously uh, bring out, and um, I'm just I'm, I'm excited to be here. I mean, I love to fish. I'm a competitor. Uh, that fire still burns pretty hot inside me, but I love to be around everybody that's involved in Major League Fishing because they show up here with a smile on their face. And I mean, this is not all glamour. I mean, there's a lot of you know blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into the creation and. You know, a lot of the meetings that we've had, I mean, they don't go smooth. I mean, because everybody's got opinions and everybody's got ideas. But one thing that I'm really proud of with this group is at the end of the day, we're all on the same page. And, you know, there's no hard feelings. There's no um, egos that are being destroyed here. We are truly in it for the right reasons. So it's exciting. It is really exciting. And I want to go back to for a second when you made the initial pitch to those anglers, when you were going up to guys, you didn't really have the full plan. You didn't really know kind of what would end up being major league fishing. Um, but you had to sell them on that. How did those conversations go? And I mean, if you look at the original guys from the PBTAA, we've got, you know, angler of the year winners, we've got classic winners, we've got people that have consistently qualified for the classic, you know, leaders, both from FLW and from Bass. Um, how did you choose those people to approach and, and how did those initial conversations go? Well, you know, I, I personally spoke with every one of them. And first of all, the list of anglers they're all credentialed anglers. I mean, there's not or hasn't been a uh, an angler that's been involved in major league fishing that doesn't have a list of credentials. So, but the original group of guys, I mean, it was a long conversation. They all bought into the fact that, hey, let's try something. What do we have to lose? And to, I wanted to say, or I want to say to be a part of something, but those guys aren't. They're proud to be a part of Major League Fishing because it's something that they truly created. They were a part of it. It's an original idea. It's a thought. 
but most important is that is that we're headed in the right direction. We're getting it right, uh, unlike being a part of something and it kind of comes and goes. Uh, we've worked really hard with the format. We've worked really hard with the thought process of where we want Major League Fishing to be in a few years. Uh, we are impressed that it's gotten here so quick, uh, thanks to uh, a lot of help from key individuals that have really, you know, driven the train for us. You know, Boyd always made the comment in the beginning, you know, the train's in the station, we haven't left yet. And then all of a sudden, you know, hey, you know, we left the station and now we're headed down the track. So it's a fun ride. It's a cool journey. I just want to see Major League Fishing experienced by, you know, millions of people across the country because it's a great concept. It's, you know, to, to compete while you're out there fishing against your friends, your family, your buddies or whatever is a pretty cool deal. And, you know, that's one of the things that I never enjoyed about competitive angling is that from the time of blast off, from the time of weigh-in, not only did I not know how I stood with the competition, but my family didn't know how I was competing. And with Major League Fishing, I mean, with the app, they can watch you compete fish by fish. And it gets them engaged, involved. So, you know, we've created that. And I see that aspect of it growing and growing. More bass clubs using it. More people are, are, are starting to understand what we have. So it's another product. Uh, I get a little antsy because uh, I want things to happen overnight. Really, I, I want things to happen overnight. But I'm, I'm pretty pleased. I'm pretty pleased. Yeah, we hope, I think we would all love for it to to be now yeah, for us exactly. to have yeah. just everyone fishing, majorly fishing. And hopefully uh, the show being on CBS will be a next big step in that. Obviously, it's probably a good time to mention as well. People can use the MLF format using the Score Tracker Live. You can go to scoretrackerlive.com. Um, and currently for this year, for 2017, they can use it for free for all of their clubs. So Indie League Fishing, uh, you can check them out on Facebook and online. They're a great example of a club that's really pioneering the use of our format. Um, how do you kind of see that growing? You know, they're a great example of how it's really, really working and, and you know, about to split and continue to grow in Indiana. But how do you see that working in a, a Texas, an Alabama, a Florida, some of the oh, other I big I, I think spots. it's it's going to grow like wildfire because one thing I will say about competing under this format is there's nothing that it compares to. Uh, until you actually live it, you can't make an you you don't have an honest opinion. You have to live this format to really experience it. And you know I created it and I had no idea how it was going to work until I competed in the first qualifying round at Amstead. And that's the reason why I wanted to live it. I wanted to go through it and. You know, I mean, every hour I competed and every fish that was weighed on the real-time leaderboard, I'm just going like, wow, man, we got something here. Because not only are you under pressure to win that round, but you're also under pressure to, you know, to uh, qualify into the next round. So if you can't win, then you, you're trying to qualify. So there's a lot of strategies that are involved that take place during the course of the day, you know, period by period based on your standings. And uh you know, the format is just over the top. And once you experience that, you'll be hooked. I think so, too. And I definitely was as soon as I came in and started watching the show, you know, growing up in a family of anglers, um, you know, definitely knew about the other tours and things like that, but never been able to kind of, as a fan, be involved the way that we are with Major League Fishing. So 
obviously a thrilling format. And I think that a lot of people will have the experience that I did, you know, that it'll bring back, you know, the memories of them fishing with dad or grandpa. It'll bring back, you know, maybe make them want to head out to their local Bass Pro Shops, pick up a rod and reel, um, go out and, you know, become a weekend warrior like so many of our fans. So what does it mean to you that with the show airing not only on Outdoor Channel, but now our world championship hitting CBS for six straight weeks, um, that new audience that we're really going to open up to? Well, without a doubt, you know, that's one of the uh, great things about the direction that we're headed. You know, this is something that just didn't happen by accident. You know, this is a direction that we're headed. Our vision is much grander, but we have our base. We have our fans and we've got them. I mean, they're so captivated with Major League Fishing. That's all we hear. You know, when's the next one? Or I just watched the last one. My wife hates fishing shows, but she'll watch every episode of Major League Fishing. But now the ball's in our court to take that to a new audience and to continue to build. And to go to CBS Network gives us that opportunity to at least put Major League Fishing in front of people that are non-anglers, may not even spend any time in the outdoors, but take a look at like, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the poker games. I mean, who plays cards, but, but look at the viewership because they can get engaged in what's going on. And that's what I want to see with Major League Fishing. And hopefully we'll get a lot, lot of people involved in not only in fishing, but a better understanding of what we actually do. Yeah, and one big part of that for us at Major League Fishing is obviously conservation. Um, I know that's something that's really important to you as a person and as an angler and, mm-hmm. you know, is very formative in our league of, of fish care and why we create the rules that we do and, and why so many states and fish and game and fish and wildlife services are eager to work with us because of our catch and instant release program. So can you talk a little bit about why that was so important to you to have that included in, you know, our rules and basically the standard that we bear as, you know, for the industry? Well, well, it really is. And we actually are the leaders. And it's kind of uh, neat to watch other organizations try to mimic Major League Fishing. Um, again, though, when I sat down with my notepad and I created the format with Major League Fishing and then came back with the rules with Major League Fishing, if you really stop and think about it, all I did was took things away from conventional fishing that I don't like blast off weigh-in, carrying fish around your live well, only being able to weigh in five fish when you had the best day on the water and you caught, you know, 62 three-pounders um, to incorporate that. But having do, to do that with that format, it had to be, you know, catch, score, release with a boat official right there on the spot. Somebody in the boat that's calling the game. Literally, our fish average like 20 seconds out of the water, if not less, from the time they're caught weighed and released. There's no transporting of fish, so we're not moving them from one area to another. And we it also gives us the ability to fish under adverse conditions, you know, real hot temperatures in the summertime. It gives us, with our format, the ability to fish smaller bodies of water. Fishing games all across the country love us. Uh, but most important, too, is that we also can give them access to our data because their krill samples is what we're doing because every fish that an MLF angler catches is recorded in timestamp. So we have that information uh, as we develop a conservation, you know, department at Major League Fishing. Uh, another seed we'll plan here in the future, but it's exciting. Is, is fishing still fun for you outside yeah, of yeah. it? I'm just excited to go fishing tomorrow as I was yesterday. Well, I just wanted to ask you, you know, 
we're in Texas, so, mm-hmm. you know, familiar waters for you in that sense. Um, we're in East Texas specifically. Um, how did you kind of take your knowledge of Texas and Texas fishing um, and knowledge of this area? Obviously, we have the no information rule. You couldn't research the area. You couldn't research any lakes. Um, but East Texas is very well known for its bass fishing. Oh, exactly. Well, you know, once I found out the location here, in Nacogdoches, Texas, it was pretty easy for me to eliminate the fact of smallmouth fishing, spotted bass fishing. I knew I was going to focus on largemouth. And because we are here the first week in March in the state of Texas, I'm going to fish shallow. I'm going to look fit for fish that are moving up shallow to spawn. So that means I'm going to fish shallow water targets, uh, edge of weed lines, and yada, yada, yada. So as far as preparing for this event, it was pretty easy. But actually, having never fished in this area, uh, I moved to Texas in 86, and I have never fished anything locally here. I think the closest lake I fished was in the 80s, and it was Purtis Creek, which is about 120 miles from here. I have fished Rayburn and Toledo Bend, but I've never fished any of these lakes that's, you know, in this area. So uh, it was exciting, um, and it's always fun when you get the challenge of fishing on a new body of water. So I was looking forward to it. And one other thing I just kind of want to bring into that is obviously Texas does a lot for its fisheries. I mean, it's what I mean, I would say probably one of the leaders in in terms of what they're doing to bring fish in here to with their share longer program to continue breeding big fish and and really supporting their fisheries through um, their wildlife and their game services. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, Obviously, you have a bit more insider well, knowledge. It helps when you have somebody like Dave Terry, who runs uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife Fisheries. That is a fisherman. Mm-hmm. Um, he is just, uh, how can I say that? He's just as excited to go fishing tomorrow as he was yesterday. He's got a passion for fishing. In fact, when I talk to Dave on the phone, it's always, man, where have you been? You know, and he knows all the good places in Texas. So I sneak down to Falcon and get to go fishing. And there's Dave Terry down here fishing and they're running some kind of samples. But um, without a doubt, the state of Texas has been the leader in the fisheries, especially in the largemouth bass program uh, across this country. And they're the envy of a lot of state agencies because they have such a great result with the work that they have been doing. But also because of their success, other states are following the success of Texas. And I see a lot of places now that are better fishing than they were just a few years ago. There's more fish, there's bigger fish, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, fish care, fish release, uh, and the fishery, uh, you know, doing a better job in fish management. But, uh, yeah, Texas Parks and Wildlife, Dave Terry, what a great, great group of people. Well, we are so lucky to be working with them and to be here fishing in Texas for our inaugural world championship. You have a one in 12 shot at this point exactly. of being the, the world first ever world champion. Yeah. And I wish you all the best. Well, and all thank, the luck. thank you very much. And I'm going to let you get out to go fishing now. So all thank right. you so much for chatting with me, Gary. Thank you very much, Bailey. I appreciate it.